Welcome to Shatterpoint Radio, the point in the galaxy where we come together and talk about all things Star Wars. My name is Kevin Brown. Joining me is my brother in the force, Lance Goolsby. How are you? Doing really, really good. So excited about this new one, man. Uh, really looking forward to getting something out weekly now. Yeah, we needed a fresh start. We were we were horrible at, at, at keeping up with uh, the other show. It, I always used to say life gets in the way of Star Wars sometimes, <laughs> and uh, that was that was definitely the case. But uh, we're relaunching. We're going to have a new home, so we're we're pretty excited. Yeah, we're really looking forward to this. We got a great new host for the show. This is going to be something that we are going to be kind of putting our feelers out, seeing how that one goes. And um, but the show is going to be fantastic, and yeah, finally getting. Uh, away from having to record weekly, which is almost impossible for us anymore. And we're doing shows. We're going to be recording uh, an entire season during uh, the course of the next several weeks and then releasing them weekly for you guys to get uh, a lot of fun and information from. Because this is the first episode that we've done of Shatterpoint Radio and the first time that Lance and I have talked in quite a while besides (laughs) texting back and forth, we we missed a little movie release, just a small one, while while we were gone. It, so chapter I, two. I, I don't I don't want to deep dive this, but I I wanted to I want to talk a little bit about what you thought about Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I was thinking it chapter two. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's absolutely a fantastic movie. What I don't understand is how a lot of people were talking that there was no plot to the movie. It was extremely plot heavy from beginning to end. And I don't understand where people are finding that. I thought there was a lot of closure, but there was a lot of uh, exposition that needed to be done that wasn't done during the movie. I do understand what Lucasfilm is planning for that. That gives them the ability to release a whole lot of content that ties us between uh The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, which I understand that they're going to make a lot of money off of that. But I think what had happened is that once this movie came out, um, this is going to be massively spoilery for those who didn't know what the very last episode we recorded that never got released was. (laughs) uh, It's been two months since the movie came out, so uh, I'm not all that worried about spoilers at this point. Yeah, I think some people are waiting till next month when it actually comes out on digital. But, um, you know, there's things like, how did Palpatine return that we don't have any clues? We don't have any knowledge. And that's something that I know Lucasfilm is going to be looking into other forms of communication to release it. But the problem is, is that we know it happened and we have no context to it because it was just there. And when did he have a kid? Exactly. And this is the kind of stuff that we need to find out. He most likely had a kid. I mean, he was Palpatine. He was a guy from, um, you know, uh, Naboo. Naboo. Oh, jeez. Why was that <laughs> brain? The, the brain for it was there's some there's some spots right there for the the, the blooper reel. But anyway, um, but yeah, you know, it, the chances are that he was married and had a kid uh, because unlike the Jedi, the Sith did not have that you know that belief. 
So I don't know. Right. We we just got to have a lot of that. The backstory is going to be coming out during the course of the next couple of years. But the problem is I, it comes out after the movie and it's going to be really a bummer. Yeah, I enjoyed it for the most part. There were a couple things that I could nitpick on. I know they wanted to include Carrie Fisher as much as possible. Yeah. Those scenes for me did not work well. No. Um, it's, uh, they... The problem was is that we were using existing footage of her from The Force Awakens that she shot. And any of the scenes that she was in, she would say something that was sort of in context of what was going on. Yeah, And then it was left to the other actors to kind of carry the conversation. And sometimes that it just didn't work. Yeah, and the thing is, is like... Um it was like when uh, Carrie was talking, okay, Leia was talking to Ray in one scene right before Ray just stormed off. Um, she basically uh, looked at her and only said, really, to Ray. And then Ray goes into this huge speech back to her. Yeah, and the whole thing just... could have been just cut from the movie. That was one of the scenes that should have been cut from the movie. Um, I, you know, I'm a huge Carrie Fisher. I have Carrie Fisher everywhere in this room. Uh, but that was a scene that had no point to the movie whatsoever. She would yeah, not have changed it, Ray's idea. And, um, instead we got 30 minutes of other important stuff dropped from the film. Yeah. I, so that bothered me a little bit. The other thing that kind of bothered me, and maybe it's just because it was name dropped and never explained was, Ray and Ben being uh, a dyad in the force. Yeah, that was another one. Now we um, do we did have clues, hints on that going back the last couple uh, movies, but well, well, according to the Last Jedi, it was Snoke that was controlling all of that. Yeah, but it also was, looks there, like it was when um, Kylo Ren mind melded with Ray that connected them in that way because he's the one that released her force powers. Maybe, but the, the 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 being able to physically pull an object from where one of them is yeah. to another, I I didn't really dig that at all either. I, I was, do I don't I do and I don't like that. I think it's a really cool idea that they were able to uh, reach into each other's locality and pull stuff uh, through. But the thing is, is that there's no reality. Okay, the word Star Wars. Uh, re the word reality is not is very loosely used here. Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, I get we're talking about a completely fictional universe, <laughs> but being however, able, to however, you need to follow the rules that you've set <laughs> in that universe. Well, the thing is, is that stuff. You know, if I go through the Jedi Handbook, um, the Jedi Path, sitting right here in my hands, I can find these things that are in there, just like the well that uh, Ray saw the image of herself in the Last Jedi. Uh, 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 Luke being able to force project himself onto crates. Those are all in yeah. here. Everything they, is inside this book. But the thing yeah. is, is that they, now we're seeing it did, in context. They did borrow a lot of that stuff from the, some of the books. And that Jedi Path, which is a really good book, is now technically considered Legends. Yeah. So it's not canon but they did pull quite a bit from it. Yeah, just yeah. like just like I'm pretty sure if I dug deep enough, uh, we'd be able to find them being connected and being able to reach into each other's surrounding. Right. So, 
I mean, like I said, overall, I really liked it. I've, I've seen it a few times now, and I liked it quite a bit. One of the things I will say that we're going to do for a future episode is, uh, I don't know, did you see the Colin Trevorrow script leak? I have, I have, I have not read it. What honestly, I am trying to find the full script. I am a script freak. If I open this drawer right now, I just reach in and I pull out Revenge of the Jedi. I mean, yeah. I, I literally am there. The, this is better for podcasts. <laughs> so this is an, suddenly an ASMR podcast, and that was the sound of paper. But anyway, I really want to read this. One of the episodes we're going to do here in the near future is go through the, uh, the, the Trevor O. script leak, as well as a lot of concept art that has been leaked online from a lot of the concept art for the Trevorrow script has been leaked because it was supposed to be, it's part of those, the art of books. Yeah. So the art of the rise of Skywalker book that's not out yet. There's a good chance that a lot of this Trevorrow stuff isn't going to be in there, but we're seeing a lot of it online. Yeah. There's, so I think they said there was like 120 something images. Yeah. I don't have that many. But I've collected quite a few for us to talk about in that Trevorrow episode. Good. So we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, right now, I want I uh, want to talk about some things that are coming up. February twenty first, we have the the premiere of the season seven of Clone Wars. So excited! So excited to see what finally leads us from the Clone Wars into Revenge of the Sith. This is going to be fantastic. This is finally, he's getting his ending. Dave, uh, Dave Filoni is finally getting the ending to his series. Have you seen the trailer? Uh, yes, yes. I can actually go through and talk about it a little bit. There is a Easter egg in there that we do need to kind of discuss. I don't know if you know about this yet. All right, so let's do this. Let's, uh, all right, so let's watch this trailer and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. Yep. Soon, the galaxy will be remade. The Jedi and the Republic will die. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Great care we must take. Why would anyone walk away from being a Jedi? We were trained to be keepers of the peace. Not soldiers. We clowns have mixed feelings about the war. Without it, we wouldn't exist. All part of the plan. The plan. Everything is about to change.
All right. So I got some little bits uh, that I can talk yeah, about there, on this. There's, there's a lot of stuff in there. Okay. Can I go right to one scene? First of all, we have a connection to uh, Revenge of the Sith with Mace Windu saying that uh, I feel a plot against the Jedi. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. There's a there's a, a few clues in here that tell us that a lot of what we're going to be seeing is post the Battle of Coruscant, which opens Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Uh, now, well, pay attention have- to that scene. Now, I want you to pay very close attention to that scene. It backs off right before it. But yeah, if we take a look at the image right when uh, Mace Windu says that, right to his right, there are two uh, people sitting right there. First of all is uh, Depa Bilaba, excuse me, Master Depa Bilaba. That's a name. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so she's sitting right there, and there's a young Padawan sitting off to the left of her. And, there it uh, is. Yeah. So we got Kane and Jarrus tied into the Clone Wars with Rebels, and it's just unbelievable. It's a really great, really quick scene. So I wonder if yeah. we're going to start seeing Kanan in this last season. So at this point, he's still Caleb Dune. Yep. Padawan to uh, Master Biloba. Yep. So, yeah, I can't wait to see this. I hope they do bring it in. That'll tie us directly. We'll have three connections all going at one time. First of all, the Clone Wars to Revenge of the Sith and the Clone Wars to Rebels. This also shows us uh, some of the time period because, you know, we've heard Mace make this speech before. Yeah. Um, and then if, if you look a little further into the trailer, you see Anakin, who now has his long hair and looks exactly like he did in Revenge of the Sith. He's talking via hologram to a pregnant Padme. Yeah, she's about, I'd say, about six months in. So, so, so here's my question is because we see him find out she's pregnant, right, mm-hmm. at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Yep. At that point, we pretty much see him all the way through to his turn to Vader. Exactly. When is he talking to her like this and from where? That's that's one of the big questions. Yeah, that's going to be something that's going to be coming up. Up up until this point, we thought we knew everything that happened to Anakin between her saying that she's pregnant and his fall to the dark side. Obviously, there's some more in between there that we're going to get to see. Yeah, definitely will be. And it's going to be really interesting to see this because – we're we're closing a gap. I mean, episode two to episode three is now about to be completely closed off. And we're going to have a tie-in from three to uh, – hold on. Let me give my timelines right. From three to Rogue One and then right after – no, right before Rogue One. So, yeah, this is three almost directly into, uh, you know, Caleb becoming Kanan and Jarrus and then – That'll tie us right into Rogue One. And Rogue One has uh, the ghost in it and um, and uh, the, rope, the droid as well. I'm right. Drawing, I'm drawing a blank on everything right now. There's too much Star Wars bouncing around my head. I can't get it, catch it all. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, there's a decent chance that we're going to see Order 66 called yeah. out yeah. Uh, in more detail because one of the things that uh, – I had seen they were talking about was how some of the clones, especially some of the ones that we know from the Clone Wars, 
struggle with obeying that order. Uh, you know, we, we already know that some of them don't. Yeah, well, so, Fives never did. He took out the command ship. Rex and Wolf never did. We see them in Rebels. So right. it's, it's a question of um, I'd really love to see how Order 66 affected uh, a lot of these commanders. So we get uh, Mace Windu making a speech about the dark side. Mm -hmm. We see what is probably going to be the battle for Mandalore. Yeah, the, yeah, which they've been talking about. I'm getting my timelines all messed up. I'm all messed up on timelines right now because the Mandalorian happens after Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. We get a couple of shots in the trailer of Ahsoka apparently getting ready to face off against uh, Darth Maul. Yeah, going to be amazing. We already know she can fight, and she survives. So it's a question of yeah, how she survives. Maul survives to Rebels. Right. Uh, we see a quick shot of Anakin lighting his lightsaber up, staring at Admiral Trench yeah. from... Uh, I forget what season that was. Was that season one? I can't remember. I really can't remember. I, and they all I, blend I don't together. Remember, I don't remember what uh, I because this back when they introduced Trench into the Clone Wars. That was when they were still jumping back and forth in the time frame. Yeah. So I think that episode actually chronologically happens before the battle of Christophsis, which is what the clone wars movie was. So that, that episode with the Admiral trench actually predates the battle of Christophsis and Ahsoka joining Anakin. Hmm. Yeah. You, so beats me. I mean, I can tell you that, uh, he appeared in cat and mouse in the first appearance. Uh, mm -hmm. the unknown was a second, Appears as a hologram in the Bad Batch. It appears on a communication screen in Distant Echo. And um, his last appearance was Unfinished Business till now. Yeah. So that's uh, we're looking forward to that. That's February 21st. They are going to be releasing them weekly. Good. Good. Uh, so we'll get... I wouldn't be surprised if we got uh, a couple of episodes to start off with. Well, um, I I think doing it weekly is a smart way to do it because it really does uh, build the suspense. We've seen this with The Mandalorian. Uh, it builds the suspense at the end of the episode, waiting a full week for the next one. And I think that yeah. has drawn more people into watching it than just binging it all at once. Well, we're only getting 12 episodes. Yeah. So they really need to get down to – there can't be any filler episodes, you know, or anything like that. They – Every one of these has to be on point and straight down to business, which I'm hoping is, is what's going to happen. And I don't know if they're going to be constrained by the 22-minute time frame anymore either because the 22-minute uh, time frame was uh, for network television with commercials. It'll I, I, I haven't seen anything on it, but if mm -hmm. I had to guess, there'll still be 22-minute episodes. Well, we'll have to take a look. All right, so that's uh, that's all we know for Clone Wars right now. We're uh, we're all waiting for February twenty first with bells uh, on. I cannot wait. Now that I've got yes. Disney Plus, I am super excited. <laughs> well, we uh, we've got a few other things to look forward to on Disney Plus as well. Uh, 
there's been a lot of rumors this week come out about uh, the Obi-Wan show being delayed or canceled and all this other garbage that turns out not to be true. But there is a hint of truth in it being delayed a bit. Ewan McGregor gave an interview with GameSpot, and uh, he was quoted as saying, yeah, we pushed the shoot at the beginning to the beginning of next year. The uh, scripts are really good. He's seen about 90% of them. There was a whole bunch of stuff that went down about creative differences and things like that. He says none of it is true. They just pushed the dates out. From what I'm hearing is uh, uh, they weren't extremely happy with the scripts and want to work them a bit more before they start shooting. Because obviously this is going to be as expensive as a show as the Mandalorian. Uh, the Man- the Ma- yeah, the Mandalorian is. So th- they want to make sure they get the scripts polished up, which is what I'm hearing is going on. Ewan McGregor went on to say in that interview that episode nine came out and everyone had more time to read the stuff that had been written for the Obi-Wan show. And they felt like they wanted to do more work on it. So they slid the shoot further into the next year. He said it's not nearly as dramatic as it sounds online <laughs> that people have been been making it out to be. So there, the uh, the release date is still the same. They're still shooting for 2021. But yeah, they're just they're going back and reworking some of the scripts. I guess that they uh, felt like needed more work. Yeah, from what it sounds like, he's comparing uh, uh, what he's seen going on at Lucasfilm is uh, the reaction to episode nine. The fact that a lot of people are reacting to the way the script was handled and they're going back to make sure that it's a lot better fleshed out uh, to make sure that it provides a little bit more uh, than just getting something out there. Kind of like what it seems like nine was. Right. And I'm sure after the Mandalorian came out and they've watched it, if, you go back and look at, they probably went back and looked at the Obi-Wan scripts and, and compared that to how well Mandalorian did and realized they have a little bit more work to do, which is fine. That's great for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely Uh is. But it's, it's one of those situations we've had a lot of star Wars this year and on two completely different fronts. You know what I mean? The Mandalorian is extremely well received. They even brought it to the point where it reunified the fandom again. And then nine came out and it kind of, uh, grappled at the fandom again. And then we start hearing the same thing as with Snyder's DC cut. People are yelling for the JJ cut because, uh, Kennedy had somebody go in and cut 30 minutes off of his film without his knowledge. Well, that's the rumor. Yeah, I, I don't know how much truth there is to that. that but there definitely, there definitely had, was quite a bit left out. Um, I think John Boyega has even come out and said that, that there yeah. was a lot left. Well, the guy uh, that works with JJ says it was 36 minutes got cut. And they, that's a lot. That is a lot. He said originally the film was three hours and I think two minutes or something along those lines. Yeah. So it's a lot of stuff that they cut out and he had no say. She, they said that they basically wanted a shorter film and um, sent somebody in to cut the film without anyone's knowledge. And, but this is nothing to do with what we're talking about now, but this kind of does because what we're seeing is we're seeing two different fronts of a TV show and film, but they're preparing to create something off of one of their uh, cinematic 
characters, Obi-Wan Kenobi, in the small screen with the character who played the younger version of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he's knocking on the doors of old Obi-Wan Kenobi that we know from episode four, even in real life right now. Right. They do not want to uh, get to the point just like they did with episode nine and cut too much out and um, create something that is not as cinematic as it could be. And they definitely don't want to just redo the Mandalorian as far as size and scope. So I can see exactly what both points are and having both of those things happen at the same time this year, I can see why they pushed it off just slightly further. Um, Just to finish up the Disney plus conversation, there was a video that was put out just today that is a uh, was kind of like a teaser trailer of things that are coming this year to Disney Plus, and some of what they showed, uh, most of which is going to probably come August, September, October, is the Mandalorian season two. Obviously, the Rise of Skywalker will be added to Disney Plus. Cool. Um, I mean, and we're also getting a game show. Did you know about the game show? Yeah, it's it's kind of like a kids, uh, kind of like remember the old. It wasn't you can't do that on TV. It was Nickelodeon's, uh, where they double they, dare. Yeah, double, double dare. dare. Yeah, that's kind of this yeah, is yeah. a Jedi version of double dare. Yeah, well, this is going to be called Jedi Temple Challenge. Uh, it's going to be hosted by Ahmed Best, which thrilled awesome. me to no end. Yep, absolutely, Misa back. Well, but that takes me back to one other point I wanted to make about Obi-Wan, too. When I saw that Ahmed Best was involved in this game show, and then you started seeing some rumors that Jar Jar may end up in the Obi-Wan series at some point, this pretty much made me think that's going to happen. Now that we've got Ahmed back into the mix. Yeah, he's been... Not only that, it's also been one of those things where fandom has also brought him back into our hearts as well we've brought him in uh just like with uh, kmt we've you know at the beginning everybody hated it now we've all accepted him back in yeah so the 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 premise for this game show uh it says it shows hosted by a med best who will play a master jedi and mentor to the contestants known as many known to many fans as jar jar banks from the star wars prequels Best unique set of skills is an actor, dancer, martial art expert, and makes him the perfect choice for the show's host and mentor. Best will be joined by a, a hilarious humanoid droid companion, voiced by Mary Holland, who is from Beep and Upright Citizens Brigade. <laughs> uh, it says uh, various challenges will test Padawan's connection to the Force in three locations, a forest planet on board a Jedi Star Cruiser and inside the Jedi Temple, immersing them and the audience in a fun, humorous, and exciting competition. So, yeah, it de- definitely does sound like uh, Star Wars Double Dare. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> going to be fun. I love it. I I was an adult watching Double Dare. I just thought it was great to watch. You know, it's f- good fun for kids. And I don't know what people say. They they just started. They, they yeah. just started busting down on it. And you can't do that to kids. And then next thing you know, it's off the air. And nobody's doing that anymore. So th- this is another one that's coming uh 
uh, this year at some point later on. So uh, we'll look forward to that. I think that's where we're going to wrap up for right now. That's all of our uh, uh, Disney Plus news. So we'll, we'll keep this episode tight with just that. Next episode, we're going to put out, um, we're, we're going to talk about some of the, the movies and plans that they have for the next few years as far as uh, Star Wars films go. So mm-hmm. look out for that one next week. But until then, for Lance, my name is Kevin. Thanks for listening to Shatterpoint Radio, and may the Force be with you. Yeah.